Hey everybody, welcome to the Royals FC show. This is episode 18. I'm Cindy Laura, and with me are... Ryan. And I'm Virtu. Cool. Another week, another episode, and some major news that just broke in just this afternoon. But before we get into that, um, we got some birthdays we just want to um, send a shout out to. Uh, some people that really listen to the show and follow and are just super cool. So we just want to acknowledge them and wish them a happy birthday. First one goes to Eric Luna, who listens and supports the show, as well as Rick Walker. Um, so happy birthday, guys. And then to Athlete Burner account <laughs> at Rulers Philly. We don't know your actual name, but you've interacted with us on Twitter a lot. And we saw it was your birthday. So thanks for the support and happy birthday. And I just got to say, whenever I get someone that says athletes burner account that likes my stuff, I question what's going on. Um, so thanks for doing that. <laughs> um, hey, now you know it's Rulers Philly. And I did. I did actually click on the thing because I'm like, is this a bot? Um, <laughs> but you're legit. So thank you for, uh, for being awesome. All right. Um, and one thing, like, too, all the birthdays yeah. are today. I thought that was oh. so weird. That is awesome. What's today? Yeah. June uh, 18th. Hey, today's my grandma's birthday. So. How bonus. <laughs> Just so great. Just so great. How old is my grandma now? 79? Wow. No, she's 80-something. Have, have you called her yet? Yeah. So um, I need to do a video call after this. Um, she lives in Mexico, so I need to call her. I mean, you oh, know, cool. Vox, that not Vox. What do I use? Facebook Messenger. There we go. Anyway, feliz cumpleaños, abuelita. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, so yeah, great day, guys. Great day for birthdays, I think. All right, the news. The news. Um, it's it has been rumored all weekend. Actually, it's been rumored since March when President want to go to the Houston Dash, and then there was talk that. Utah Royals were on her list. Anyway, crazy. It's June now, and it's finally happened. Um, so this is the trade that just got announced today. Um, again, it's been rumored. It's been under wraps the whole weekend. We knew it was going to happen, and today happened, and I'm very thankful that it happened after work and not in the middle of it. Um, so thank you, NWSL, for doing that. Okay, so first... The Houston Dash traded the rights to Kristen Press to the Chicago Red Stars in a conditional first-round pick in the 2020 NWSL College Draft in exchange for forward Sofia Huerta and midfielder Taylor, oh man, Como? Uh, yeah, Como, I believe. Como? I think it's, uh, just, wow. I, I should have that. It's probably French. <laughs> Camus. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> then the Red Stars traded defender Sam Johnson and the rights to Kristen Press to Utah Royals FC in exchange for defender Brooke Elby, 
the number one overall pick in the 2019 NWSL College Draft, and an additional first-round pick in the same draft. And also going to the Red Stars from Utah are three conditional picks, a first-round and a second-round pick in the 2020 NWSL College Draft, and a first-round pick in 2021. So, crazy? Well, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's a, that's a lot of draft <laughs> space to give up. Uh, I just... There's a lot we don't know still, like... Is this Kristen Press just until the end of this season, and then she moves on to somewhere even further west of us, or is this a couple of awesome years with her on our forward line to you know to compensate for not being able to draft anybody in the top rounds for the next couple of years? It's going to be interesting to see exactly how long she sticks around for, but but we'll absolutely take her and her scoring now. I mean that's been. One of the things we've talked about a lot with the Royals is the defense is great, but they need goals, especially when you're trying to keep up with other teams that are scoring a lot. So uh, it's a it's a good addition. Uh, it'll bring a lot to um, you know the attacking. You know that that occupies one more spot in the defense's minds that will free Amy Rodriguez and Diana Matheson and Gory and everybody that's moving forward. Um, you know, defenses can't leave. Uh, no disrespect to everybody else that's played on the front line, but I mean, Kristen Press is going to command attention as a defensive assignment. So it's a good thing for the team, and uh, hopefully, she can get here soon and start making that impact that we need. Yeah, she's she is a big time player for sure, and I think what I like about Kristen Press coming to um, the Royals is that. She really is looking for an environment that will um, not not like build her up, but I think on the national team she's very she's very overshadowed by Alex Morgan. Um, and and so we know that Kristen Press is a playmaker, but I think Joe Ellis definitely prefers Alex Morgan at 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 top instead of press. Um, so for a player like Kristen Press, who is great, I mean, you watch national team games, even um, the games with the Red Stars that she played, and she's a playmaker. She will score goals if she is in the um, right moment. So um, I I think it's exciting. Um, and, the, and I think not only so much because, yes, she is going to help the Royals' offense tremendously, but also she is coming to... She's definitely looking for a team like Utah Royals FC, um, especially with someone with Laura Harvey, who, and I've heard it from players that Harvey is definitely a coach that does not let her players settle and pushes them to be better. Um, so I definitely think this is a great environment for Kristen Press, not only in the NWSL, but even just to boost her confidence a little bit for the national team and, and, really just impress <laughs> impress mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i'm 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 excited to see her play under laura harvey i think i think it'll be good for her that is yeah it's it's incredible i am so incredibly stoked about this signing should, should we read some of her pedigree, her pedigree? yeah should we talk about that yeah. do you want to read it yeah. cindy or should i or ryan or um 
go for it since you're so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so she just finished playing for Goatberg in Sweden. She's played seven games as of today. I don't know what the new update is, but um, as of the six games she's played, she's bagged four goals. She played for them again in 2012, and she got 17 goals and 21 appearances. Um, but before that, obviously, she was with the Red Stars. And there she scored 35 goals in 68 appearances. And for the national team, 100 appearances, 44 goals. Um, for Stanford, she's the all-time leading scorer for the continually best collegiate soccer program in the country. She leads that with 71 goals, 41 assists, and 98 appearances. Um, furthermore, what I also have written down is that her contract with Goatberg officially ends July 8th, but the transfer window slams shut Wednesday. Um, Greg Rubel recently tweeted that we could see her before then. So yeah, who knows? We could see her soon. It could be a few games. Either way, it's really exciting. Utah goes from being the, um, the second least dangerous attacking threat in the league to, I think, the top three, without a doubt. We're gonna bag. We're we're gonna see a lot of goals of the week over the next few years yeah. if she stays here. Yeah, and I think she will. I don't think that Deloitte Hansen. I mean, I know that she had been like courted to come here. I would imagine that Deloitte showed her the facilities and all those types of things, but. And even though, like, Laura Harvey has proven that she doesn't build with the draft, I don't think that you throw out six draft picks um, mm. for, like, a season of Kristen Press. That would just be silly. So I think she's here in the long term. Um, and if we're really worried about that, someone just go and convince her to fall in love with you, and then she can get married and stay here forever. <laughs> sure sure you know one thing i do think about though with that is that i mean this is no guarantee i'm not the general manager by any means but draft picks are common trade pieces in the league so even though utah just traded away a lot of their future draft possibilities and and they are conditional draft picks so they're probably based on standings and so forth things like that but um it's possible we make trades i mean the joke is that laura harvey is trade happy um somebody tweeted the picture today of her holding a t-shirt somebody made that said has laura harvey made a trade today um it's it's kind of got it's a life of its own in the among among the fans of of the league so uh, trades could happen down the road with other players that get us draft picks back. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll mm. see how that all pans mm. out. Um, here's an interesting. I'm reading a tweet, and I think there's so much. Even though the Royals do have the rights to Kristen Press, there seems to be some uncertainty. And this is from um, Caitlin Murray, and she does a lot of. Um, she's actually based out of Portland, but does some work covers the U.S. Women's National Team, saying that source tells Kristen, Kristen Press is on contract with uh, that Swedish club <laughs> until July 8th. However, the NWSL window closes this Wednesday. 
So even though the Utah Royals have acquired her rights, that needs to be sorted and she's weighing all options until that's sorted. I'm told all options are being considered and it's not 100% she comes to the NWSL, although I do believe that is her first choice. Oh, that that surprises me because Maddie Lee actually just tweeted yeah. well, a half hour ago. Managing director Stephanie Lee told me that after convos with press and her agents, the Royals are confident that she will show up in Utah. Um, but I mean, like, if she doesn't, like, let's straight up burn effigies. <laughs> like, I am not even kidding. I am down to burn some uh, effigies if this does not happen. I don't know him. So, <laughs> like, like, like those Mexican, like those Mexican fans with fans with the German flag the other day. That was. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, just kidding, Trey and Carla. And although, well, speaking of speaking of Trey, though, since we're name dropping him uh, already in the episode. Um, that tweet from Greg Rubel, he he liked that, and while that doesn't necessarily mean you know anything, um, the the one about her maybe being here next week, um, I don't know if, if he's if he's showing approval of a message like that as the team's communications director, that's maybe a sign that it's you know going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It seems weird that we would get involved with it at all if there wasn't a you know, pretty solid sense that she's not going to, you know, kind of squirm out of it or something. Yeah. Two things on that. So one, I was interviewing Gunny today and I came, you can't see my, my like fingers, but I was very close just being like, so uh, what do you know about the Kristen Press deal? Is it going to happen? <laughs> Glad I didn't. Glad mm. I didn't. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think about the Kristen Press deal? Is uh, Are you going to change numbers? Is she going to wear 23? Yeah. Glad that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> maybe it should have, though. That, that, that way we would actually know. Um, maybe she doesn't know. I don't know. Um, anyways, teaser. Look out for that episode. Um, two, you can tell by the pictures that Deloitte wanted her really, really badly. Deloitte is a very very passionate person, a very, very good negotiator. I think that, I mean, when he wants something, he goes and he gets it. He makes it happen. He's a serial builder, like we've talked about. I think that he did everything in his power to convince Press to come here, and to the point, making the argument that I have no doubt that Kristen Press wants to be here. I think she wants to be here 100%. Yeah. The good thing, the good thing was that... Um... Like we we were mentioning that she probably got a tour of everything. Um, the national team was using the Royals locker room while they were here, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so she saw it real close. Um, so that definitely probably helped. Mm-hmm. I yeah. You can you can hear about it all you want, but once you see what we've got going on here, it's pretty great. Yeah, and I don't think the Royals would have done this. Um, just so it could be deja vu Utah edition um mm-hmm. I don't know so I think a lot of what's out there you kind of take with a grain of salt um but <laughs> there seems to be some contradicting out there right now I guess we just wait and see but um yeah crazy so um Kristen Press don't do this please come just come score Get the goals we need <laughs> Uh, because you're pretty cool. So it'll be interesting how it develops within the next couple of days. 
um, right now it's just um, news and excitement and it's finally happened. But I think that'll be great. So with that, um, the Royals also hold Heather over. Oh, yeah. Can I make one more comment no. on Chris Mm-mm. and Press too? <laughs> okay, dang it. You know, y'all, I just have some really important information to tell everyone. And Cindy doesn't want me to tell you, so uh, we'll just move on to the next thing. Okay, I'll allow it. So another thing is that she's a national team player, so that doesn't count against the salary cap. Ooh, good point. So that'll be good. That is a good point. Okay, so with uh, the trade, we also got to talk about Brooke Elby. Oh, no. I know. There was some heartbreak with that one. Did you see the video of the yes. of the last huddle? I was like, man, made yes. to tug some heartstrings, yeah. And then her Instagram post, and uh, um, oh. she had a video on her story on Instagram of um, riding in the car with uh, Mira Montez and Ratcliffe and Taylor Lytle, and Mira Montez had the sad pouty face and. Um, I was like, are they driving her to the airport? Is that what this video is? Why are we seeing this? This is just like, this is what I, uh, I, I get to attach to players. And it's hard to see people leave, especially because I think everybody on the team has, um, you know, it's been such a special thing for Utah to get a team to have these players come in and embrace the city, the culture, the soccer organization, and all the things we've done for them to make it so so awesome to come play here. Um, like, you can't leave. How can you leave? But, I mean, you know, you don't always get a choice in those things, and, um, and that's just how it goes. But, um, of course, we wish her the best in Chicago, except for the 90 minutes happening this Saturday. Um, and uh, would she play though? I would assume so. Mm, yeah. Um, Granted, I, I, they did I just ex- lose four I, players. I would expect all the players, except for press, for her obvious reasons, to be available to go. Because mm-hmm. um, as far as we knew, the only reason she didn't play in North Carolina Saturday was because they knew she was going to get be part of the trade. So that's going to be rough to uh i mean she she did say something in one of her posts about you know i'm excited to see y'all just again this weekend when you come to my new stadium oh yeah there you go so and i think and for lb it's been kind of a crazy ride from her this would be her third club (laughs) in uh six months right oh man yeah i mean from boston and then boston breakers is uncertain there's so much uncertainty going with that club prior to the start of the season, I mean preseason, off-season, I take that back. And then the club folds, and then the players have no idea what's going to happen. And then she lands in Utah, and then now to Chicago. Um, but I think I think LB was a player that was kind of people weren't paying attention to her. And there's a lot of solid pre- players that came from Boston. I don't think people realize how good the Boston players were. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just wasn't working together in Boston for all of them to mesh and the system. Um, I don't know anything about Boston, so I'm sorry if I offend. But, um, I mean, the majority of the players who were with Boston are starters in the NWSL right now. So, um, LB was a player that, um, I guess, Laura Harvey just knew what kind of, you know, put her 
saw something that could help and um so yeah um it's it's a little crazy to see someone um anyway i think she'll do i hope i wish her the best in chicago and hope that they treat her well yeah you know, on the note of treating players well, and like I don't mean to, you know, toot the horn of the Utah Royals, but the way, you know, the atmosphere, the facilities, just the way that we treat our players is because we have the funding is very different compared to most of the teams in this league, you know, and you really hope that um, the league will get to the point where, you know, like, most facilities can be equal or, you know, they're not always at like soccer parks and, you know, and the red stars isn't bad with that, but I mean, you know, like it's, it's gotta have some weird feelings from going from this, like I've got a robe in this just momentous occasion and all these nice things, you know, to something which, may not be as celebratory mm-hmm. if that makes mm. sense and I, I i don't mean to offend but it's just something to keep in mind and you know you wonder if she's really bummed about that but she'll be missed she was fantastic yeah she mm-hmm. was she was absolutely fantastic really really good and i know a lot of people are upset about that um about losing her but i think that for the price of Kristen press in a heartbeat you know you do it again in a heartbeat uh, and don't sleep on Sam Johnson, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, and Katie Bowen did, after being absent for a while, had a pretty solid performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, our defense isn't bad. And Mira Montez has been pretty stellar, too. And she's the youngest player on our team. Right. At uh, 24. So, uh, I think we're in good hands. You know, it's... It doesn't, you're not solving a crisis by creating another crisis. You're just losing, or you're not even losing depth there because, you know, you get Sam Johnson. So it'll be different, new faces, but I don't think it's something to be concerned about, really, and as fans. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not at all. And, you know, something that I think is interesting, like, I mean, and again, this is no disrespect to Samantha Johnson, who's coming here, or, or Taylor Como, who's also going to Houston, but, um, Chicago gave up Huerta and that she is a a fantastic player Um, and they'd used her at defense a lot. So they kind of just traded two defenders and got one back from us in return for getting presses rights over like all things considered. I think Utah might've given up the least in terms of, you know, on field presence to get a, a top end national team caliber player here. Um, so it, it worked out in our and if I'm not I'm not wrong right that 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 2019 pick that we sent them we got that because of the the trade of Larue to Orlando. So that worked out. <laughs> we all kind of laughed. We yeah. all kind of oh that's all we got was a draft pick. Well it got Kristen Press here so. Um, yeah. The team made that one and work. Yeah, yeah, and Harvey is known for not really being a draft kind of coach. Mm -hmm. Not that she's, you know, but she's, and I I think I read this somewhere or someone told me that she, she's not really good at drafting. (laughs) Um, And even with this year, I mean, 
she only had two draft picks. Did she? Didn't she trade one away? Yeah, we traded. Mm-hmm. Or no, we got one. Got one. Something. I don't think we lose one. We got one for Larue. Right. Oh yeah, but that was after the draft. Anyway, I've heard that she's not. You know, she's. Her strength isn't really building the draft class, whereas Chicago and Rory Dames and what he does, he is really good about drafting players and building them. And Sofia Huerta is one of them. Um, Danielle Colaprico is one of them. Um, so it, it really depends on the coach's strengths. And Chicago did win probably from getting those draft picks. And Harvey won with getting some solid players already. I think um, everyone won in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. But it does beg the question. Um, like, I'm surprised that Heather O'Reilly wasn't involved. Also, Morgan Bryan was reportedly at the Red Stars game she, the other night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, where does it go from here? Because this clearly isn't the end of no this sort of saga. No, and one would anticipate... Um, is that O'Reilly is going to play North Carolina. She's from there. Her home is there. Um, maybe it's just a matter of making the moves. I don't know. And then f- with Morgan Bryan, she, did you all hear she left uh, Leon? Leon? Lion? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention, obviously. So, and Chicago does own her rights. So... I don't know. I think everyone knows. Everyone knows what the, what they're doing with these moves, right? Except <laughs> us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I, except us. I know. I am very, very, very confident that Kristen Press will be here, and play here, and love it here. She better. Or she's going to become the least favorite player right. in the NFL. <laughs> and a burns effigy. <laughs> I really don't know him, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so with press, uh, part of the deal was also Samantha Johnson. And uh, from Hot Time in Old Town, Sandra, who's super cool, uh, she told Virtual that she was a 90-minute veteran. <laughs> you don't want to read that, do you? <laughs> I don't want to read that. Okay, someone read it. <laughs> Virtual, it's your quote, man. She's a 90-minute veteran who won't take shit from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> the daughters are listening. Wait, really? Uh, <laughs> sh- I, no. <laughs> but I hope, I hope they do. And then, uh, man, I'm just out here polluting the world. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Sam Johnson, Samantha Johnson, she's actually started all 10 games for red stars mm-hmm. right yeah i don't even know how many games people play anymore because it's so uneven right now um so yeah so samantha johnson joined the red stars in 2014 after impressing and open tryouts wow she's been a staple of the red stars backline and a fan favorite ever since uh she is she works hard um she um, fans love her for her hustle and her physical style of play. So um, she's actually a very solid defender. 
Um, she's made 65 appearances for the Red Stars, originally from California, so a little bit closer to home. And she's also spent um, some time in Sydney and Melbourne in the W League in Australia. Uh, and from the press release today, she said, I am very pleased to move to Utah. I have been waiting years to get a chance to play for Laura Harvey. I really respect her as a coach and think that's important. I'm ready to learn a lot from my new coaches and teammates. For me, this is the best opportunity for the next phase of my career. I'm eager to contribute to the club any way I can and look forward to meeting my new teammates. So even though LB is, um, it's kind of like a solid trade for a solid defender, I think. So um, yeah, Johnson will not take it. So we need, I mean, you already have a pretty solid back line and um, she's a good one to go against the Portland Thorns and um, the Orlando Prides that tend to play a little bit more physical, I think. Um, so yeah, thoughts on that, guys? I like it. I don't know if she's an out-and-out starter, though, but I don't know if that's, like, what she needs to be, if that makes sense. I think she's played 10 games. It said, if I read her bio correctly, it said 10 start. she's played in 10 games and started in 10 games. I think she has 900 minutes this season. Yeah, but will she, I mean, at the level of, like, you know, Katie Bowen? could be an interesting battle for that spot. Yeah, she could. I mean, you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see too like, you know, it, it, Becca Moros's fitness has has gone up and down. Um you know, maybe she'll just get some nights where she gets a rest. Um they've got some more stretches coming up where they've got two games in a week. Um so she could see starts in place of, you know, either side of the defense. Um it uh, it's hard to think of a player coming from like a, a situation where she's starting all the time like she is, and then coming in and, and filling a backup role. I mean that that's all up to to Harvey, of course. But um, I, I guess we'll you know well probably what it'll come down to is is just the first first few practices they'll come in and see who works hard and and earns those minutes, and and somebody's gonna be on the bench who doesn't doesn't put out the effort. During the week, yeah, I agree. Should be should be a fun fun thing. Uh, all right, so I think now we can move on to the match recap. <laughs> yes. Now we can talk about un- unless we just keep talking about the trade. I really love Kristen Press, guys. <laughs> we know. We know. Go we watch videos on YouTube. Yeah. And she has a lot of fans, so... Oh, for sure, for sure. I want to interview her, like, right away. So, Carla, Trey, if you're listening, I don't want to put any pressure on you at all. (laughs) So I won't ask you. So this is just me asking you for when the time is right. We still need to get both both Trey and Carla on. We just need to get everyone on. I feel like we've done a decent job. We've had, like, five interviews, five or six interviews, and 20 shows... I feel mm-hmm. like that. I feel like that's pretty solid. That's yeah. Pretty cool. Building bridges mm-hmm. between fans and players. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So match recap. Huge win for the Royals. I don't. Huge. And before we talk about this magic eight ball, I would just like to take us back a few weeks 
where I believe somebody predicted that the Royals were going to lose one to zero. Oh, who would say something like that? That was you. That was you. (laughs) So, you know, I think you just brought that magic eight ball to look cool. I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember, I'm like, we were all predicting the next four games. And I think you were like, they're going to lose 1-0. And Ryan and I were like, boo, how could you? Remember that? Ringing any bells? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. yeah. <laughs> but it didn't happen. I was wrong. Yeah, and that's fantastic. <laughs> Keep being wrong. And I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, me being wrong is normally good. <laughs> except for when I say that Kristen Press is 100% definitely going to come to Utah. Right. <laughs> Hopefully I'm right about that. Yeah, hopefully that's right. Um, so yeah, big win, one zero. Brittany Radcliffe, man, she fought. Holy for that cow! That, man, talk about grit. If there yeah. was ever an example to anybody playing soccer everywhere, do not ever give up on a ball. You know, I mean, she could have easily watched that first header go in, you know, come off, and think, I'm not going to get to that. But you know, chase the def- chase the other player down and try for it, and. And then to pop up like that, and, I mean, how do you decide that fast to just shoot? I mean, that, that was unreal. And and almost from the same spot where she scored her goal in North Carolina in the first mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, people have been saying, we're just going to declare that patch of grass the Brittany Ratcliffe, you know, <laughs> memorial piece of grass in North Carolina from now on, and they should just never let her go there anymore, but... <laughs> you know what they should do? They need to put a insignia of a bow. Yeah, paint a bow on the, the grass, grass right? yes. at that pl- like at that as spot. We'll um we'll go down there with some some gasoline and burn. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, I don't know you. Oh, oh, now it's that. Now that's how it is. Now I see. Now we don't know me. <laughs> so, no, just I mean that was fantastic. I I love when she does stuff like that because it's just that fearless. I am going to take a chance and see what happens here. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that kind of just attitude you need sometimes, and it paid off. I mean, it's certainly not the result I was expecting. I was fine to walk out of there with a tie and no goals scored. That yep. was looking really great to me. Um, and especially afterwards seeing that North Carolina took 15 shots and only four of them were on goal. So the you know with with all the offensive capability they have to to limit that the defense did so well and then just to just to sneak one right at the end of the stoppage time there and say we're going to walk out of here with all three points uh two wins in a row on the road which is huge for any team uh, but especially thinking NWSL um that's going to help confidence a lot for this club going forward and they just need to carry that into Chicago this week and, and, you know, get another great result. Yeah. I, I think that's been a struggle of North Carolina is they, it's crazy because they're, they're, they've been undefeated, but for all the shots they take every game they're you know, I don't, I need to check the stats, but I don't think they stink at finishing. Which is interesting because their goals for, they have they've scored twenty four mm. goals, which is five ahead of the next closest team. Yeah, but and it, their goal differential is plus twelve. Yeah, despite losing to us. So right, 
I mean, they're they're doing something right, but maybe yeah, if their if their shots to goals ratio is is bad, mm-hmm. um, that's something that can hurt a team. Come you know later on in a playoff run or something. Yeah. If you can't if you can't get the ball in, you can hit the frame of the goal all you want. Right. But it doesn't matter if you don't score. Right. Yeah. I, it's it's crazy. I still think they are a very good team, um, but I think teams like. I think Laura Harvey has figured them out. Um, and it was great to do a shout out. And I, Abby Smith did great. And the crossbar, too, right? The crossbar. Oh. Our good friend. Thank you. Um, yeah. Crazy. That was, that, was, that was exciting to see them get their win. And it took them all the way up to fourth place. Was it seventh they were in? Sixth or seventh? Sixth. Okay. So now the Royals are in that coveted four, top four spot um, that if the playoffs were right now, it'd be Royals and North Carolina all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll throw in there. I just I just grabbed it real quick. 87 shots on goal for North Carolina so far this season, which is 22 more than the next closest team. And only 24 goals. It's about a 27% goals per shot on frame. And 196 shots total, which is, I mean, the next closest team has 122. So they are willing to put their foot behind a ball, no question. But hitting the frame, not so much. And scoring, not so much. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Um, anyway, super cool. Um, it looks like just looking at the stats from Saturday, it looks like North Carolina dominated a lot of the game. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Their passing was better. They're definitely the passing. Four hundred nineteen to one seventy four total passes. Yeah, with that, that's a way low number for, it for is. Utah. It really is. Uh, oh, that that possession just by a bit too, right? I'm sorry, I take that back. Four nineteen North Carolina to three fifty for the Royals. Oh, okay. I take it back. I was in the. That's wrong still call. low for us. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, possession was all Carolina. So, um, but again, awesome that the Royals that defense though. Um, it's just it's just so good and. I didn't get to fully watch the entire game. I was distracted by four children. Um, but um, Katie Bowen did awesome. Still pretty great for her to come back to the starting lineup and um, do some good stuff for the Royals. Cool. So that's awesome. Great win column there. And up next is, unless you all have any more game thoughts. Maybe just one thing. So y- usually in the post-game celebrations, it's it's Laura Harvey going crazy <laughs> and, you know, either b- bumping or hugging or, or somehow injuring the rest of her coaching staff or anybody that happens to be nearby. I, I was watching the replay again, and it looked like as soon as the whistle blew, uh, Scott Parkinson, the assistant coach, grabbed Laura in a big hug, and I wonder if that was a preemptive strike to, like, because he knew she was going to turn and probably smack him or something. Um, she gets really excited. Um, I can't imagine what uh, I tweeted during the um, during the England game in the World Cup today. They uh, scored that game, that late game winner, and uh, 
I was just like, oh man, I know Katie Stengel was sitting right next to Laura watching the game. I hope she's okay. <laughs> because, uh, So anyway, that was just my, my last other observation. Was I'm, I'm glad that the coaching staff is aware that they could be in danger even when they yeah. win. That's very true. Cool. So up next uh, is Chicago Red Stars in Chicago. Uh, last time these two teams met was at the home opener for the Royals at Rio Tinto. Um, that was a 1-0 result off a really awesome kind of volley type of goal. Um, so, yeah, rematch. Um what do we expect? I haven't done much scouting right now, to be honest. Um, but there's obviously the big moves for them. They just lost two big players for them that were playmakers. Huerta, Huerta one of them. Um, so they're kind of off their game a little bit. Um, and Sam Kerr is going to be with them this 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 game. She wasn't with them in the previous game due to... Um, FIFA World Cup qualifying with Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Stars played Portland this past week. Yeah, weekend. And I believe it was a tie, 0 0, maybe. Wash, wash, wash. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, Chicago Red Stars. 1 to 1. 1 to 1. There we go. Um, yeah. So, yeah. They have Julie Ertz, who should be back. They are yes. slowly getting back Casey Short, who just came off the injury list, and Vanessa DiBernardo. And these are players that have been, excuse me, huge for them in previous season, at least the last two seasons. So, yeah, what do you guys know about the Red Stars? All I know is that they have cool uniforms, and they have yeah. Sam Kerr. <laughs> Yeah, she she makes that a very different team than than what we faced before. And I mean, it's like of all the weird things, you know, to think that we we lost that game against them that should have been, you know, our home opener big victory celebration and they didn't even have her back then and now we're traveling and having to, you know, come up against her. Um one good thing I like, I was just checking it out that of of the Red Stars' three wins this season, only one of them is at home. Um, they have they have three losses and three draws at Toyota Park, so um, they seem to be a little bit better of a road team. One of their one of their two road wins was was here. So I I think that the Royals really need to look at this as a I mean a win puts them at twenty points, and you know depending on the results could have them anywhere from second to still in fourth where they are by the end of the weekend. So, um, you know, take take the success that you've got, this role that we're on, and make it a third straight road win. And that would be great. But, and or, yeah, Ertz being back for them is just, yeah, they're a different team, and they're changing uh, as we speak with the players that have, that have just moved. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It won't, yeah. Be, it won't be easy, but. Um, I think Chicago is definitely underperforming this year. Um, I think I picked them to, I think I picked them to win this year. Um, just because when you get a player like Sam Kerr, but she's a little bit off her game too. So they, I feel like a lot of, they're definitely not the Red Stars from 2017. Um, 
and a lot of it does have to do with, you know, so many of their players were injured for an incredibly long time. Um, Sam Kerr was gone like the first month. That tends to do a lot to a team like the Red Stars. But yeah, that's all I had. All right. Um. So, what I had to say, I guess it wasn't. I don't know. I guess this is more conspiracy theory than like anything. Oh no. Um. So I saw on Twitter that obviously Huerta wants out. Um, I don't know if that means that she like requested to leave the club or whatever, but I don't know. And almost like, I wonder if players are disgruntled or there's something about the administration and maybe that's seeped onto the whole team. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. Um, but even if it hasn't, I mean, to think to lose four players you're going to be kind of rattled after that, I feel. It's going to be a big adjustment. And so I think that they will definitely be off their game. And because of that, I think that it's the Royals game to lose. Um, I think we win. Um, straight. Um, but I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to see yeah for sure um i think i did hear a little bit about that and uh, i think i can't remember what specific game that was but Rory dames was actually very he said just some very you know he called he called out a player not by name but everybody knew who it was and even guerta um acknowledged it later on but um you know i think if you're a coach you don't call out your players like th- i maybe did we talk about this? We did talk about this. Do you guys remember? We were talking about how um, Dames called out a player and how there's this double standard, blah, 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 blah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so maybe that might have done it for... But, you know, Dames does not cro- come across to me as a very cheerful guy to play under. He seems very stern and um, tough. Um you know, and compared to like Laura Harvey, who's just having a, you know, she's, you know, she can be stern and, and ex, you know, set expectations, but she does seem to have fun with her players at the same time. You know, same like Paul Riley in North Carolina and um, Vladko in Seattle. Um, that's just from what I know. So eventually... That's not going to be a style that's going to be appreciated by your players. Who knows? It's Maybe. it's just sort of a guessing game, speculation. Mm. Who knows? That's true. But hopefully we yeah. we capitalize Rumors. on the sort of confusion that's going on right now with that roster. Although I'm sure if you know if Brooke LB plays, which who knows, um, like. She'll probably, I mean, it's a game she'll want to win. It'll be emotional. And that's not to say that, like, they're they're super likely to win just because of Brooke Elby. But, you know, she'll be on a mission. Maybe she'll give them, like, a nice pass. You know, she'll be like, oh, hi, Amy. Yes, you can score a goal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe she's a spy. (laughs) <laughs> oh man. Oh. 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Red Stars this weekend. Um, gosh, what time is that game? Seven o'clock? Seven or eight? Six? Six o'clock, our time. Yep, and that's an away game. So it should be interesting. Um, no Kelly O'Hara again. She is out till at least July, which is a big. Oh but I yeah. Think, yeah, but I think I think Kelly needs to heal. Um. Get better. So and I and obviously they played great without her. I mean, obviously they, t- they did get a little overplayed. Not overplayed, but um. I mean they they left North Carolina with a win so. Kelly should be healthy. Um, especially if we're going to, you know, if the whole stay in the top four, you, you want a player to be ready and to go towards the end and with the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what they were thinking of. The other really nice thing about Kristen Press coming here is O'Hara had kind of been, uh, you know, forced into being an offensive player again, which isn't terrible. In fact, I thought it worked great. I loved the way the offense worked with her up on the left wing, but um, now that we've traded LB and and all that stuff, it lets Kelly O'Hara come back as a fullback. And um, depending on, um, I think we had in our notes that that Press is a right-footed shooter, so I would expect her to play on the left side. That makes more sense, but. Um, you know, you never know, but I mean, if if she's combining with O'Hara up the right side, I mean that that could get really scary for for opposing teams to to see coming at them. So, um, yeah, I like that they're being really careful and not trying to rush Kelly back uh, because it sounds like it was a more complicated injury than what they what they yeah. first thought. You know, they, uh, she kept saying, "Oh, it's just my hamstring. It's not that big of a deal," but. You look into it, you see there are more things going on there than just your hamstring. Get her whole body healthy and ready to play for the rest of the season, and that's going to help a lot. For sure. And I think they said it wasn't like it wasn't like a deep muscular type of pull. It was just one of those things that was just nagging her, and it just wasn't getting better. Um, and when you play for the national team and NWSL, you don't give the time that it really needs for it to heal. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, is that it? Are we done? I mean, <gasps> we, what? we could talk about the world cup, but then this podcast would be like um, three hours. Oh my gosh. It's true. It's true. Better if we not do that. I think it's true, but I think Harry Kane's going to win the world cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh cool. man. I was, and, I was. I was glad that he got that. I mean, you know, I tweeted earlier today that I I feel like England is like the the missed chance of you know, like they've got so much talent. I, I mm-hmm. hearing the commentators mention their names, it's like I don't even watch most of the you know a lot of most of them are Premier League players, and I just don't know them. They are. But but I know oh, their name. Ryan, but I, you but gotta I, switch. But I still know their names. Like they're that good oh. that I've heard of right. them, and I and right. I know that they're great players. But I don't understand why. Like they did not look that much better than Tunisia today, except for a couple of brilliant moments that that Harry Kane scored goals for them. And even with even if Tunisia plays the game of their lives, I think England should still at least look like a better team. 
and they they just they didn't look like they had a lot of ideas and i was a little i'm i'm always so mystified by how england like i feel like they should be a, you know a, a quarter finalist or even semi finalist all the time but they it's true something always happens that they just can't quite pull it together and i don't know if that's down to their their managers or or what it is but they're they're so good individually they should be i'd i'd like to see them do better yeah yeah them in mexico <laughs> right. Well, they're not having any problems so far. No, that was crazy. They they did they did such a great job. I mean, that's kind of the game plan against Germany. Um, it, it it was ironic. I was I was mentioning to somebody over the weekend that the you I mean Bayern and a lot of the teams in the Bundesliga play. It's like the German style of soccer, and the the national team plays the same way. And if you can score on them early and then keep them out of their groove offensively, you can win games mm -hmm. against them. It's yeah. not really that complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, it is, but, you know, there's a way to beat them, and Mexico figured it out. Um, I couldn't even be mad because I just thought, well, that's kind of how it goes, you know? They made the most of their chance and then held them off. So <sighs> they need to wake up and just, uh, you know, do better. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they need to do better all I know about the World Cup and I only say this because I'm in the presence of you two is that Cristiano Ronaldo scored a hat trick and Messi missed a PK so mm, that's all I know right. Th that's all I know Ryan <laughs> yeah well I saw a thread on Twitter uh, that pointed out why Ronaldo's really lame so uh, no, just kidding. I love the World Cup so much <laughs> I love the World Cup and my love of Iceland has only grown Oh my gosh, the video, oh the video of Gunny like almost in tears when they oh, hit them in that messy penalty save. Like, I, that's that cool like the countries, you know, what it means to the people. And um, today there was a video of the Panamanians singing their national anthem. Oh my gosh, that's the first so much passion. That's the first time they've been to the World Cup. So those men out there are in a place that no one from their country has ever been before, like what that means to them. I, I love it. That's why I love this game. Um, because it's just like, I wish I lived in another country sometimes because America still isn't like that yet about our, our teams and our players. But um, that's what makes the world cup so great to watch. Cause you just see the passion and you know, the dreams, these, the, you know, the, these kids, they want to do this their whole lives. And, um, there was a great Players' Tribune piece by Lukaku that came out today talking about growing up in Belgium and what his family went through, um, you know, being so poor that his mom was watering down their milk so it would last longer. And he promised himself as soon as he could turn professional, he was going to. And and he did it. He made, you know, worked his butt off and made it. Now he's playing in World Cups and one of the best players on the planet. I Stories like that are just so great. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. And this is kind of a hot take, and I'm not, like, advocating that, like, I don't want America to be in the World Cup or whatever, but you look at that moment from Panama, and if the U.S. were in, that moment would not have happened. No. And who knows when that moment would have happened. Yeah. Just yeah. food for thought. But anyways, the World Cup is the most beautiful thing ever. It's It's beyond fantastic, and I love it so much. It is indeed super fun to wake up. I think I wake up, get ready for work, watch like the first 15 minutes of a game, drive to work, and then get to work, 
watch the first mm. game and then I have like an hour where I actually work <laughs> and then <laughs> nobody at Cindy's work I'm listen to this podcast please <laughs> I'm gonna get fired um anyway um but yeah <laughs> fun super fun and in a year from now the same thing because the women's mm-hmm. World Cup is next next year and that'll be fun. I was ta- I was talking to Gunny about that today about sorry I, I keep bringing it up but like it's recent mm-hmm. it's on my mind mm. is like the excitement of her seeing her countrymen in the world cup and then that literally most likely going to be her mm-hmm. for the first time her country mm. next summer that's awesome also super stoked yeah it's so cool it's so cool just those stories gosh okay sorry mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for sure super excited Okay, I think we can officially wrap it up. And um, anything else, guys? We have 55 seconds <gasps> to keep it under an hour. Okay. Oh, I got nothing then. Cindy, you will now sing a solo either. to fill... No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we've got 35 seconds that we are mandatorily obligated to fill. Oh, uh, shout out to Juan Andres Munoz, who is going to be mixing this episode. Yay. So if the quality of this episode is a lot better, um, that's why, because I'm not mixing yeah. it. So, um, did we, thanks, did homie. Did we mention Skylar and Appreciate Roscoe and everybody, too, this oh, week? No, no, oh, no. Nope. We got 10 seconds. We just okay. did that. Oh, oh, thanks for listening, guys. Everyone, thanks for listening, being cool. Um, that's all we got. Thanks for listening to the Royals FC show. Have a great week. <laughs>